you know, your Toronto Library, you just have the ability now to check out so much. It's going beyond movies, uh, music, and books. Now you can check out, as of this week, carbon dioxide monitors. We're welcoming to the show Dr. Kashif Persada, an emergency physician in Toronto. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thank you, Kelly. Now, we talked about this when it was first announced, but maybe refresh our uh, our memory here on exactly how big these carbon dioxide monitors are and why we're renting them out. So think about it this way. The, if you're inside a space, like you're in your office or you're at a home office or a classroom, the more people in that room, they're breathing out carbon dioxide. You're breathing in oxygen, you're breathing out carbon dioxide. If you don't have a good ventilation system in that place, that build, that level builds up. And you can detect that with one of these CO2 monitors. So you can tell just by looking at the number on that, how good is that ventilation in, the, in that space? Am I rebreathing air from other people? Um, and that, that, that's what this nifty device can do. And there are about 50 of these carbon dioxide monitors that the uh, different uh, libraries will be lending out. Now, uh, it's, it's, I said renting, but you're not going to have to uh, pay any money unless you damage them. And then sure. there's, and then you've got some explaining to do and some payment to make. Um, but I, I understand that half of these are gone already. Um, can you talk about how easy these monitors are to use? Oh, yeah, especially the ones that they have. They're super easy. They um, Basically, they're always on. Um, you just put it in a room, wait about a few minutes for it to sort of uh, calibrate and equilibrate, um, and then you'll get your reading. And remember, like the lower the CO2 level in the room, the fresher the air, and the, the less likely you're going to catch COVID from someone in that room. So that's why, why this is important. So you can take it to you know a favorite cafe of yours. You can see how good their ventilation is. Is it safe for me to spend a lot of time indoors in that place? You know, am I going to the, I went to the airport recently to drop off some relatives. I took my CO2 monitor. I found that the levels are pretty good, actually. So really? thousands and thousands of people in there, but the CO2 levels are pretty low. That means they've really spent time to really upgrade the ventilation in that space. And it's a lot safer. People you know, wearing a mask will not give COVID to other people. Do you expect to see, you know, not just um, people that live in Toronto uh, renting these uh, or loaning these out from the library, the Toronto Public Library, these CO2 monitors, but do you think businesses are going to just pop in like the local coffee shop, hey, send one of their employees down, do you have a library card, can you go get this, and maybe we'll find out how our ventilation system is? Oh, I think I think that's the future. Like it looks like COVID is here to stay. Unfortunately, um, businesses that show that they're safer to their customers, I think, will do better. Like if you go to a movie theater in Japan right now, there's like a whole board outside showing what the CO2 levels in each theater are, um, and then you know that makes customers feel a lot safer going into that space. And I think the same thing will happen here. If if I had to choose between a, a restaurant that was a well ventilated, you know, very airy, you know, nice feeling place versus an unventilated sort of death trap, you know, that choice is pretty obvious. What's the uh, the CO2 rated on? Uh, is it like a number from 1 to 10? And what's a good number? So in the atmosphere, you probably hear this from a lot of the climate change negotiations. It's done in parts per million. So in the okay. atmosphere, if you go outside right now, it's about 415. And I think, you know, they're predicting disaster if it goes higher than that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, generally, what's good inside an indoor building is less than 800 parts per million. So 415 is the baseline. Less than 800 is pretty good. 800 to 1,000 is, is iffy, and over 1,000, you shouldn't spend too much time in a space like that. And you know what's unfortunate? When As, as I've gone with a volunteer team to sort of look at other places, a lot of spaces are over that 1,000 mark. And this is why you, you get super spreading events and more mm-hmm. people catching COVID when they don't have to. What kind of spaces are, are over the 8,000 mark? 
I'll tell you, like, I work at a clinic and I, I went into every room to check it with when patients were inside. And they were all over a thousand. So we put in, you know, high grade HEPA filters in every room to capture any virus that people might uh, cough up. So we've, in the clinic where I work, like, we've never mm-hmm. had anyone catch COVID um, while they were visiting us. Doesn't shock me because you go into an exam room, um, there's no windows. Exactly. A lot of these places, you know, we never thought about this as an important thing in the when these buildings were built. We wanted we focused on energy efficiency, which was, you know, the right thing to do at the time. But, you know, now in the age of, you know, all these viruses circulating, uh, good ventilation is, is just as important as energy efficiency and all the other factors. All right. So how could people upgrade their houses then? Is it a case of just, uh, okay, my house, uh, I have too high a level of CO2 in my, in my house. Should I just be cracking the window more often and deciding to, um, you know, put on a sweater? So uh, I think that's that's a good idea, like in, when the weather is good. Um, you can do upgrades like there's air recovery ventilators, like the HVAC engineers can really go into detail on this. But it's a good idea because, you know, if you're rebreathing a lot of CO2, it's not, all, it's not good for your health either. Uh, it can make you feel kind of foggy. Your memory's not as good. Kids don't learn. Like I've seen some horrific numbers from older classrooms, like, t- like CO2 levels at 2,000 or above. That's Those what happened not- to me. <laughs> Maybe we- that explains math class. I've got it now. See, uh, yeah, exactly. CO2. It gives you headaches. You know, you yeah. can't remember stuff. So we make these spaces healthier. It, you know, it prevents COVID, but also prevents a whole host of other issues, too. Okay. Well, we're talking with Dr. Kashif Prasada, uh, an emergency physician in Toronto, about these monitors that you can now go to your Toronto Public Library. If you have a library card, you can, you can check these out. There are 50 in the city. How long can you keep the monitors for? Do you know? I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how long, but I guess like a typical book, a few weeks or so. I'm not sure. All right. And then you could, you know, roam around, as you say, just be careful with them because if they're lost or damaged, you're going to be out 355 bucks, which is pretty steep, but I get it. These are important. And uh, are they pretty sturdy? They're very sturdy. Like um, I carry one in my pocket. I haven't damaged it yet. The other thing I would encourage your listeners to do is, you know, post your results on social media. Like, um, so that it sort of creates an effect uh, for people to sort of notice the, the quality of the air around them. So put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook so that other people get conscious of it too. Okay, I understand that you are actually launching the Clean Air Map app. Um, what do you plan to do with that Clean Air Map app? And if people do have these, they check out these CO2 monitors, what should they hashtag their posts with so that you know uh, and you can spot their, their post? You're going to laugh. We're calling it the hashtag CO2 warriors. That's the okay. tag we're going to use. And the app is going to be a cleanairmap.app. Um, it's almost ready. We're just finishing the final bugs. You've got like collaborators all over the world. So what we want to do is you want to go out with your family. I want to go to, let's say, the museum or I want to go to uh, a mall. I want to be able to find out what, how good is the ventilation in that space. Like if I'm going, especially during a wave like we're having right now, well, can I go without uh, a huge risk of catching COVID? And that's what we want to solve with this map. All right. Well, listen, I think it's a it's a great initiative and I appreciate you joining us. Uh, hopefully this map will be up. How long uh, do you think you'll it'll take you to work out the bugs? About a week. So it'll be oh. at, uh, if you want to volunteer to, to join um, and, and log results, it's going to be at uh, you can fill out a form. The URL is cleanairmap.app, A-P-P. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Kashif. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Stay safe, everyone.